At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's another game day edition. Hornets taking on the Washington Wizards today. We'll, of course, have your game preview for that one. Also, we're going to talk about kind of stating the obvious here for the Hornets. The Athletic had an article recently talking about the biggest issue for every NBA team. I think you can guess what the Hornets' biggest issue has been so far, but we will state the obvious. And we'll also talk about some really important initiatives that the Hornets have coming up this week and in the previous week around the Thanksgiving holiday. Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo, back with us again here on the HHC. Rob, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Sam. We tried to give you a day off yesterday to rest that voice a little bit, so hopefully you put it to a little bit of good use. Yeah, I could use it. The Hornets are in a stretch here. This is going to be today, game 11 in 19 days. Charlotte has not had pack-to-pack days off since October 24th and 25th. It has been truly a grind for this team, and as it turns out, couldn't have come at a worse time because of the thing we're going to talk about first here, and that is this article that The Athletic put out, each NBA team's biggest concern right now, and they're really running the gambit. Some of them are dealing with individual players. Some of them are dealing with overall statistics. It kind of is all over the board, and it generally takes into account where teams are in terms of their development. If you're a team that's contending or thinks they should be contending for the NBA Finals, you're not focused on 
say, you know, one developing player's injury. And if you're a team that's not considered a threat to make a deep run into the postseason, then the article's not really referencing, well, hey, how come their offense isn't working that well right now? They're more focused on developmental issues. But regardless of where you had the Hornets on the spectrum, it's pretty darn clear what Charlotte's problem is, and it's injuries. The team just can't seem to get healthy. There's a couple different ways to measure this, and there's one website that did a pretty good job on it, Track, which I use a lot to get up to speed on player contracts and where people are in terms of their time with a certain team. But they have listed how many games have been lost by each team due to injuries and the amount of money earned by those injured players. And regardless of how you slice it, Charlotte is in the top 20% of the NBA. It has the Hornets having lost 51 games due to injury and being top six in money lost. I think the Athletic could not have gotten this one wrong had they tried, and they did not. It's clear. The Hornets' biggest issue is injuries. It would have been really impressive if they would have gotten it wrong, but yeah, I mean, the injury bug has just hit Charlotte at a really bad time. You always hear Steve Clifford talk about how this is a really important stretch, like you mentioned, with just such a condensed schedule for Charlotte here through the first couple of weeks of the season. And it was one of those things where during the preseason we thought, okay, there's a couple of bumps and bruises, we're going to get this taken care of, and the team will be off and running maybe the second week of the season, and we'll just go from there. Hopefully all the injuries are out of the way. And then just some bad luck by LaMelo Ball stepping on that fan's foot, rolling his ankle again. Cody Martin with that knee injury where we thought it was going to be resolved in that first game in San Antonio, and then another setback and literally has only played one minute so far this season. You got guys like Terry Rozier who have missed some time, and then Gordon Hayward with that shoulder injury, and thank goodness he was able to come back and have a really big impact in that game in Cleveland on Friday night because without Gordon, I don't know if that game goes to overtime. I don't know if the Hornets are competitive in it because of what he was able to bring to the table just by him being out there on the floor and having an impact because, you know, like Steve Clifford said before the game started, an 80% healthy Gordon Hayward is better than a 0% Gordon Hayward that's not on the floor at all. So the injuries just seem to be the biggest issue for the Hornets. I know we sound like broken records on the podcast, on the broadcast talking about it, but it's the reality of the situation. And it's a reality that seems to be improving. Gordon Hayward, of course, did play the other day. All signs seem to indicate he will play tonight. And LaMelo Ball is traveling with the team, and he's not on crutches. So those are good signs that this will hopefully be a shorter-term injury than the previous one. Important to note, Charlotte's just been decimated by injuries, as some other teams have been, but who has been hurt is really important. Charlotte has lost 29 games to their top three stars, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, and Gordon Hayward. And when you compare those guys to the names of the players that are missing for the other teams that have, have lost players for a significant amount of times. I just don't think that there's much comparison. Milwaukee's played without Chris Middleton to this point. Now, he is a superstar, so that is a significant loss. But they've had Drew Holiday for the vast majority of the season. They've had Giannis Antetokounmpo for the vast majority of the season. Yeah, each of those guys have missed a couple of games here and there, but for the most part, they've been out there on the floor. So Milwaukee's injury total, yes, Chris Middleton you can circle, but Joe Ingles, Pat Connaughton, are they important to the team? Could they factor into a championship run? Sure. Are they going to keep the team from winning it all right now this first month of the season no uh memphis they play the majority of this season so far without jaron jackson they've also been without their second year man zaire williams and longtime veteran danny green for long stretches of time but john morant's been healthy desmond bain's been for the most part healthy dylan brooks has been for the most part healthy so missing jackson not good having the rest of their guys there 
allows them to keep on playing at least decent basketball and not be buried in the standings the way the Hornets are right now. Similar stories for the Clippers. 12 games lost for Kawhi Leonard, but you still got Paul George. For Toronto, Pascal Siakam has missed seven games, Fred Van Vliet five, but not the number of games that the Hornets have lost with LaMelo Ball out for 14 at this point. And Orlando's had five guys who have been injured almost the entire season, but no one really had the expectations that we have internally for the Hornets. Is that a fair thing to say? Absolutely not. It's not a fair thing to say, but this is a Hornets podcast, so what did you expect? So, you know, I think Charlotte, when you compare games lost to the other teams that are high on this list or the dollars earned by players that are hurt, which LaMelo Ball doesn't factor as strongly into because he hasn't gotten his second contract yet, When you look a little deeper, dig a little deeper, it becomes very clear Charlotte has been besieged by injuries in a way really no other team has to this point. Well, one footnote of that is John Morant did get hurt in Friday's game, and he did get helped off with an apparent ankle injury. We don't know the status of him moving forward. but So Memphis might be in that realm with Charlotte pretty soon, but again, Hornets are still kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the league. You take a look at Orlando and those total games lost, and yeah, it's a lot, but at the same time, like you mentioned, the expectations weren't there for the Magic this season, and they're just what I feel like is such a very balanced team where they don't have one superstar quite yet. They certainly have a lot of guys that have that potential, but they're pretty even keeled throughout the board. So if one of those guys is out, then it seems like they can kind of plug and replace moving forward. Charlotte can't really do that just because of, again, who has been hurt. The starting backcourt has been hurt. You have your sixth man hurt. You have one of your best defensive players that you picked up in the offseason and Dennis Smith Jr. that has been hurt multiple times so far this year. So again, it's not the number of injuries that the Hornets have had. It is certainly, but it's also who has been hurt. And I think anytime you're going to take the starting backcourt out of any team, they're going to struggle. And that's what Charlotte has had to deal with. The article in The Athletic is titled, Each NBA Team's Biggest Concern Right Now. Hornets is obvious, and so we're not going to belabor the point anymore, but you can go ahead and check out, see what they think some of the other teams across the NBA's biggest issue is as well. Coming up next, it is the holiday season. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and we're so thankful to get to talk to you, Hornets fans, each and every day here on the Hornets Hivecast, and also thankful for all that our organization does and our players to give back to our community. Jalen McDaniels had a recent get-together with families at the Charlotte Rescue Mission, and the Hornets and Food Lion Feeds are partnering to support Charlotte area families for the 12th annual Cornucopia event. We'll talk about both of those next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo, we are obsessed with basketball all the time on this podcast. We focus deeply on it, but it's good to take a moment, step away, and be thankful for all that we have and thankful for all the great things that our organization does for our community and we try and help with as well. So we want to highlight a couple of those here today. Coming up on Monday, the Hornets and Food Lion Feeds are partnering to support a 1,000 Charlotte-area families at the 12th Annual Cornucopia event. Several members of the Charlotte's team and coaching staff, as well as executives from our partners at Food Lion, Coca-Cola, 
and Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina are going to come together and uh, basically donate the ingredients for a Thanksgiving meal so that thousands of people in our area can have a Thanksgiving meal that they deserve that uh, maybe otherwise would not have been possible. So we want to uh, say thank you to our partners and applaud our teammates who are helping make this event a reality. And when you take a step back and you look at it, I mean, the fact that this has been going on for what will be 12 straight years is really remarkable, especially during a pandemic that obviously the players didn't partake in a couple of seasons ago, but everybody else was able to help out with Food Lion feeds and Coca-Cola Consolidated and all of those people were still able to pitch in and have a great effect on the community here in Charlotte, which is just really great to see. And the fact that the Hornets are doing this on an off day is just another thing that is you know really special because we talked about it in the first segment that the Hornets haven't had a whole lot of downtime here through the first couple of weeks of the season and the fact that they're going to have multiple days off and the day after a game they're still going to help out and make an impact in the community is really really special I think just the way that this team has been able to provide a beacon of light for some families in the community is really unique and I think that it sometimes it gets overshadowed because at the end of the day yes they're basketball players yes they get paid lots of money to play a game but at the end of the day also they're still humans they still want to help out their fellow citizens, especially in the Charlotte community. So the fact that they're able to do this is really good stuff. And all of them individually do a lot as well. One we want to highlight is uh, Jalen McDaniels. He recently hosted a special dinner for families at Charlotte Rescue Mission. He and his family and Hornets volunteers assisted with the kitchen prep. They served dinner, and during dinner, Jalen presented a $4,000 check to the chief program officer of the Charlotte Rescue Mission. That's going to be used to purchase turkeys for local families ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. Jalen and the NBPA, the Players Association, contributing on that donation. So just really great stuff that our players are doing, and we want to highlight it here. So for all of you out there who are willing and able, please do your part and and try and help out our local community here during the holiday season. It's been a a tough couple of years for a lot of us for a lot of different reasons, but we've got a lot to be thankful for. And so even though basketball is our primary focus, we wanted to highlight these couple of things here on today's edition of the HHC. For more information on the 12th Annual Cornucopia of event you can always go to hornets.com coming up next it is a game day edition charlotte playing for the 12th time in 20 days it has been a grind finally going to have some breathing room in the schedule coming up in the next couple of days but one more game to preview we'll do it for you next here on the hornets hivecast as proud members of our community the charlotte hornets foundation is committed to inspire a giving culture in our region This is Executive Director Betsy McRinke inviting you to learn how you can make an impact. Through our Swarm to Serve initiative, the Charlotte Hornets Foundation focuses on education, hunger, military care, and wellness programs. To learn more about how you can help the Charlotte Hornets Foundation and your fellow neighbor, please visit hornets.com slash foundation today. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast Game Day Edition. Hornets taking on the Washington Wizards. Important game here for Charlotte. Uh, They have been close a lot over the first 17 games of the season. They have been hurt more than just about anyone. I would say more than anyone so far this year. But the schedule does not stop. The league does not stop. And the Hornets can't afford to fall too far in the standings uh, without really being a detriment to their ability to catch back up. Charlotte right now is 4-13. and 13. 
Generally speaking, they're about four games out of a top 10 position and about six games from a top six position. So this is not some insurmountable deficit. Several of the teams that are well ahead of the Hornets were not considered to be major contenders at the start of the season. So you would think, you know, maybe they're not going to be playing at a nine and six or 10 and five type of winning percentage throughout the remainder of the campaign. But Charlotte's got to do its part. It's got to pick up wins. It can't just say, uh, we're going to wait till we're healthy and then hope that there's enough time left in the runway that we can make up whatever the gap is. That mountain is getting taller. It's getting steeper, but it's still not insurmountable. So Charlotte today, 4-13, and taking on the 9-7 and Washington Wizards, who I think you can put in that category of teams that are not necessarily a shocker to be playing well, but weren't necessarily penciled in to a top eight position that they're in now, or top six, which they're contending for. So Rob Longo, you know how this works. We're doing our game preview. We need players to watch for both teams, as well as a statistic to watch. You get to pick first. Well, a couple of notes on the Washington Wizards before we get this thing started is the Wizards played on Friday and won in overtime against Miami, 107-106. to Miami didn't have a lot of their big weapons for that one. No Bam Adebayo, no Jimmy Butler, no Duncan Robinson, and no Gabe Vincent. But at the same time, Miami was up as many as 15 in that game, so the Wizards still had to climb the mountain to come back, and they were able to do so. Kyle Kuzma hit a couple of free throws with like two and a half minutes left to go in overtime, and then everybody else went cold for the last two and a half minutes of that extra period, and Washington was able to hold on and win at 107 to 106. So in terms of all that information I just provided, let's go with Wizards player to watch, and I think the obvious one, I know Bradley Beal is back for Washington, and he did not play in the last matchup between these two teams, but I got to go with Kyle Kuzma. The guy played 41 minutes the other night, finished with 21 points. He was only 2 of 12 from 3, 9 of 24 from beyond the arc, but what he's able to do against the Hornets is just something else. He really took over that game the last time that these two teams met back on November 7th when the Wizards won at 108 to 100. Kuzma had 20 points, which ended up being just a team high for Washington, but he was able to really be strong down the stretch. Him and Kristaps Porzingis really carried that team, but Kyle Kuzma, I think, is the player to watch for for Washington tonight just because Bradley Beal's the guy that's going to certainly get his it's hard to limit a guy like him so you got to help out with the secondary role players even though Kyle Kuzma at times is certainly not a role player but he's the guy that I'm taking a look at tonight for Washington can't argue with the pick I love Bradley Beal as well I'm excited to see him out there on the floor from a fan's perspective but the player I'm going to circle is Kristaps Porzingis Charlotte just historically has had its issues with centers or really tall people in general like uh, Kevin Durant per se who can shoot the three and Porzingis can now he hasn't had necessarily the greatest of starts to the season in terms of three-point shooting or shooting overall but this is a productive player and also the way that they run their lineups out there he's their main rebounding threat and I would say Charlotte's got a little bit more with the center rotation with Nick Richards playing a more prominent role it's just more size in general so you can really attack this Wizards team on the glass With that in mind, Washington is a good rebounding team in general, particularly on the defensive side. They really go out there and try and limit you to one and done as much as they possibly can. Porzingis being the tallest player on the floor most of the time is a big part of the rebounding numbers, but Oftentimes, like with Charlotte, for instance, there will be a lot of games where Mason Plumley does get to that 10-rebound threshold, but there will be some games where his job is to box out the team's other center and everyone else's job is to go get the board. That doesn't seem to happen quite as much with the Washington Wizards. So I think this is a, a game where he is really going to be kind of a linchpin. If Porzingis goes off, if he goes for 20 and 15, it's going to be hard for the Hornets to win. If you can keep him in check, I think the Hornets have a really good chance. Can't argue with that pick either. Porzingis is the 
the other guy I kind of circled, and it certainly makes sense. So with all that said, let's go ahead and take a look at Hornets player to watch. And I'm going to go with P.J. Washington. He had that game-high 25 points the last time that these two teams met. He was 11 of 18 from the field, just 2 of 6 from beyond the arc. So the three-point shooting has still been a little bit of an issue for P.J. There's been days where he's been taking fewer shots from beyond the arc, and he's hitting about the same amount. And then there's days where he takes a little bit of a higher volume and doesn't hit them. And Friday was a really good example of that because he was just 2 of 10 from three-point land. But at the same time, he was 10 of 20 from the field and finished with what ended up being a 28 points. Also had 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and really good defensively with 4 steals as well. So I know that we've highlighted P.J. as our players to watch in the past, and one of the things that gets overshadowed is who he has to draw on a defensive side that might take away a little bit from what he's able to do in the front court on the offensive end. But for me, P.J. Washington's that guy to watch just because he had a big game against Washington last time. I'm sure he's circled a little bit more in a scouting report tonight for the Wizards. And he also has a tough defensive assignment in what is probably going to be Kyle Kuzma as well. So all of that factor in for me to take P.J. Washington as my player to watch this evening. He's been playing really, really well. And he's going to have some tough assignments because Kyle Kuzma being over on that other side is someone he's likely to defend a more athletic player than some of the centers that uh, oftentimes P.J. Washington gets switched up on, but certainly someone that P.J. has been successful against in the past. So both sides of the floor, this will be a big one for P.J. Washington. I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre Jr. I keep looking at this big three and waiting for them to be there, and so I should probably circle Terry Rozier, who's coming off a strong game with 28 points against the Cavs, and Gordon Hayward, who now coming into night two back on the floor, should be closer to one. 100%. But I think Kelly Oubre has just been so instrumental to this team, just having chances in a lot of these games. And he's done it without having his three-point shot really being spectacular throughout. He did shoot it well the other night against Cleveland, going five for nine. But just generally speaking, when you look at Kelly Oubre's numbers and you compare them to prior seasons, he's not shooting the lights out. He's around 33 34% from beyond the arc. That's solid. It's not spectacular. But what really impresses me is that he's finding ways to get to the basket, to finish through traffic, and score from the mid-range as well. Things that he wasn't asked so much to do the year before when LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier were all available and healthy at the same time. But Kelly is really filling it up, and I think he's someone who can be that X-factor. If you're Washington, if you're focusing on Kelly Oubre, that means more open opportunities for Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, and that's a good thing. If you're focused on one of those other players, that means Kelly is going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups, and he's a guy who recently, for sure, and generally, has taken advantage of those. So I think if he does so tonight in D.C., Hornets will have a good opportunity here. Last but not least, stat to watch. I flipped back and forth between a couple of these ones, but for me, I think it's the three-point shot, just because neither of these teams really shoot well from beyond the arc so far this season. We know the Hornets have the capability to, and they were able to knock down 14 three-pointers in Friday's loss, but they also only shot about 30-31% from beyond the arc. They went 14-46, which in a double overtime game, when you were down there a couple of times, you're going to obviously chuck up a lot more threes, especially the way that the Hornets were able to mount that comeback in the final minute, just kind of throwing it up at the rim and seeing what happens, and they luckily they fell and the Hornets were able to force overtime, but on the other side, too, is Washington is very middle of the road when it comes 
to the three-point shot. And, you know, they were a little bit above their weight class in their win the other night against the Miami Heat, where they went 15 of 46 from beyond the arc. So that's right around their average of about 32, 33%. But when these two teams met back at the beginning of the month, nobody shot the three well. Washington was 5 of 19 from beyond the arc. The Hornets also hit five three-pointers. The problem was they doubled that output. They were 5 of 32 from three-point land, and they just were not able to hit a three-point shot if it was right in front of their face. So the fact of the matter is is that we've seen with some of these injuries that the offense doesn't really click as much as it, we would hope, and especially the pace of play. So in order to kind of counter that, I think the Hornets need to hit a couple more threes. So that's why the three-point shot is going to be really important tonight in Washington. I like that set. That, to be honest, is the one that I had circled. So I'm going to have to scramble here and come up with another one. Well, I apologize because I thought you were going to take rebounding, so I would have taken rebounding. No, no, it's okay. I mean, the three-point shot is vital here to the Hornets, and it's another category that I chalk up to injuries both the three-point shooters in Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, and LaMelo Ball, who have been lost for significant periods of time this season. That's clearly going to shoot your average in the foot. But also on top of that, those are your playmakers. Those are the ones that create more open opportunities for other players, and that impacts everyone across the board in terms of their three-point shooting. To put it in perspective, Charlotte right now is in the bottom five of the NBA, shooting 32.3% from beyond the arc. Last season, Charlotte was in the top six in the NBA. They shot 36% from beyond the arc. 4% might not sound like a, a whole lot of differential here, but here's where it matters. So Charlotte it was six last year at 36.5%. If you plug their 32.3% into last year's overall team stats for three-point shooting, it would be dead last. So it is a massive, massive impact on the team. Rob, I'm a big believer in the law of averages, so I think the Hornets, uh, having not made any serious major changes to the roster, you're going to see a lot of players who have struggled early in the season with their three-point shot have things even out towards the positive for the remainder of the season. And just as they get healthier, I think this will get better. Um, But just to put it in perspective, what that difference between 36% and 32% means from three it's not just maybe one extra make per game it's over the course of a season the difference between being elite in a category and dead last but I do have to pick something else and so I am going to trend towards rebounding I'm going to take second chance points it's something that the Hornets have really been strong in throughout the year Uh, you look back to the game the other night uh, against Cleveland and I said it in the post game after the double overtime defeat it was a great effort it was an entertaining contest for sure love the perseverance and the fight that Charlotte showed but when you look at the box score Charlotte had no business being in that game when it was in the half court Cleveland dominated they shot 53% from the floor Charlotte shot 40% from the floor if those are the spreads you should not have a chance and the reason Charlotte did is because they were able to attempt 18 more shots than the Cavs did and they got there through some of these special teams type categories one was points off turnovers even though Cleveland only turned it over five more times than Charlotte did Charlotte scored 20 more points off those turnovers they were fantastic in transition so that has to continue here obviously but also from the rebounding side of the Hornets, even though they went up against a really big Cleveland team, 
Charlotte won the board, 52-51, to 51, and in terms of second-chance points, won that category as well, 22-15. to 15. I think we need to see some similar types of spreads here against the Washington Wizards tonight, and when you drill down on what Washington does well, they do take care of the basketball okay. They're, they're probably middle of the pack in team turnover percentage, and they're a good defensive rebounding team, but not a very good offensive rebounding team. So I think this is a game here where Charlotte can step up, continue doing what they've been doing, attacking the offensive glass, and get more of those put-back opportunities for second-chance points. If they do that, good opportunity to win. Hornets certainly need one right now. They are healthier than they've been for the most part this season. Hopefully we get some more good news on some other guys, and we're all anxious in anticipation of what Charlotte will look like when healthy. You just hope they're not buried by the time they get there. Right now at 4-13, and you're about four games out of a top-10 position, about five, six games out of a top six one that's not insurmountable with about 65 games remaining on the season hopefully that winning trend starts tonight rob longo thanks as always for joining me here on the hornet Tivecast. thanks sam we'll talk to you on the broadcast later on today looking forward to it and then looking forward to two whole days off coming up tomorrow we'll have another recap edition of the hhc and then for the bonus off day we're going to sit down with jalen mcdaniels talk to him about that community event he did with the charlotte rescue mission as well as his fourth season in the queen city looking forward to having that conversation and sharing it with all of you. Till next time, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.